somebody out there in dreamland. I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the beyond top secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, and all subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very, very much for tuning into another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. I am your host, Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcasting from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my privilege and pleasure to do so. So, thank you all very much. You all are the greatest audience out there in Dreamland. greatest audience a guy can hope for, a guy can ask for. Trust me on that. Thank you very much for all your support, all your kind comments, your kind ratings. Appreciate that sincerely. I appreciate that as much as any subscription to the Anchor FM headquarters for these exclusive episodes as well as the subscriptions to the Patreon page patreon.com slash beyond top secret text text all caps don't worry if you can't you know support or you're having financial difficulties we all are in these trying and tough times but if you can leave five stars on the reviews follow uh, you know through your channel of choice subscribe Hit the bell, whatever kind of, you know, service function it gives you to stay in touch. Subscribe to my Twitter, to my Instagram. Be notified, be up to date with with my releases, with my recording and releasing schedule, as well as the, uh, you know, special events I have planned in the future, as well as documentaries, etc. that I'm making currently. By doing that, you guys can contribute to the view count. You guys can contribute to the watch time and help the analytics. That helps me stay afloat. That helps me stay in front of people's eyes. And that helps me, um, you know, continue to thrive and continue to grow. Also, share, 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 share this information on your Telegram groups. Share this on your... Uh, social media of choice. Share this on your message board of choice. 4chan, 8coon, something awful, What Reddit, whatever you want. Share this and get the message out that I am creating these episodes and that they are going um, full service. No, they are going uh, full, you know, full steam ahead, basically. When it comes to the production rate, three a week minimum. Unless, you know, something... Uh, happens or occurs in my daily life, life happens, uh, but I will always try to make up the expected or missed episode release date, so thank you all very, very much in advance, 
uh, for all of your kindness and all that you're doing to help me as a creator find my voice and continue to do what I love and continue to follow my dreams, live my dreams. Thank you very much. From the Beyond Top Secret Texan to you, you guys are in my heart. Thank you all very much. Today we're going to be talking about crypto terrestrials. We're going to be trying to do something um, involving the last couple of broadcasts this week involving the Beyond Creepy YouTube channel and Mr. Black and his presentations, which are incredible, rare, obscure, seldom heard, and seldom told real-life encounters with the Great Beyond, specifically featured are UFOs and cryptids, and especially when cryptids are cited in conjunction with UFOs or UFO knots, beings suspected to be extraterrestrial or extraterrestrials operating terrestrially you know as entities as beings you know in this reality without the necessity of crafts or vehicles that high technology aspect of it being seen just for what they are aliens you know, and it's it's frightening. It really is. It really is beyond creepy. It's aptly titled channel and everything. It's frightening. You know, I mean, these these are tales of horror. These are tales that are that are, in my opinion, more terrifying than any ghost story, and in my opinion, more um, pronounced and and more educational when it comes to the truth of the world we live in, the super spectrum, the the uh, holographic universe has been theorized and in essence the holographic universe theorizing the great intelligence of light and information itself in relation to mankind's ability to perceive and sense what we know as the real world around us now this is not limited to the existence or possible existence of beings that are, you know, not part of our everyday vocabulary or part of our everyday, you know, consented realm of scientific reality. But in fact, the very world and essence that we live in, the very sense of our reality itself is just a one one hundredth of what is totally there in the energetic spectrum and that is translated into sight, sound, or smell. And that, you know, our organs, our actual physical organs, can process and interpret cohesively. Given the great possibility for any number of potential bleed-throughs or leakages or mergers or flukes or phenomenon or rarities or miracles we're currently existing and rather existentially mundane physical phenomenon like plasma or superfluid um, structures exotic states of matter are witnessed or 
perceived or sensed. And that is interpreted with our logical abilities as an, inter- as an encounter with otherworldly or extra-dimensional intelligence or entities or creatures or technology. I would also like to state right now, early into this broadcast, this thinking out loud session, this meditation on all the information that we're receiving, that it does not disinclude the chances of realities pertaining to super species or super spectrum dwelling species or species that take advantage of these different states of being, these different frequencies of being, these different vibrational densities, but actually rather suggest that it's not only a difference, but maybe we also can access these abilities, but have been locked away or lost those abilities, and that the truer, more baseline state of reality is to be able to perceive these things, i.e. an ancient way of existence, an original way of existence, and that mankind lost that once our signals were basically impaired and confused intentionally by intelligent beings. Through some method, either the control of the vital vortices, uh, rotational speed of the planet, the the chemical lights of the sun, um, the destruction of Saturn, for example, maybe limiting the ability for that frequency, that light, to um, actually illuminate them on this planet and thus obscuring them to shadow or basically making them invisible to the naked eye or even something more akin to uh, genetic engineering to create man ultimately in a species unable to access this greater reality this greater super cosmos that we exist in intentionally breeding us like we would breed flightless birds or genetically engineered livestock intentionally to be unable to exist without the control of beings that can access this hyper hyper reality this this um, super reality and without their aid be rendered defenseless to the threats therein imposed or be able to forever never access the um, the world again and that world again until, you know, sufficiently, now once freed, our technology has allowed us to do so. This would also be a good time to introduce my theory already, without kind of leading into suspense, that what I think is the truth is that humanity, what we know as humanity, is a very limited concept of the term and that really the species of humanity 
has many cousins that are currently still existing, many siblings that are currently existing. Brother species, sister species, symbiotic species, parasitic hostile species, predatory species, uh, species that are scavengers in our society, species that control and exploit our society for the various uh, species survival and gain, and that we as a species together with as many multiple variations that there are, are really one species, one ultimate species. And that this phenomenon is called polymorphism. And in the jungles of the Amazon, in the conventional world of zoology, specifically the regional study of tropical and Amazonian-like entomology, right? Insects. In such a biodiverse and competitive, hyper-rich flora you know, and fauna area, camouflage is king, right? The ability to mimic others is an evolutionary trait that's shared by literally thousands of seemingly unrelated, except for their circumstances, type of species. And then there are species that have been found, specifically in the butterfly family, and the metaphor I'm using, that are genetically one species, but whose females, for example, can take over 12 different physical shapes and designs and patterns and colors. Now... One may think that the human being as it stands is very diverse and that its um, color palette is very broad in spectrum, but it's not. It's various shades of browns and lighter khaki, you know, whites to reds and the hues therein. Um, you know, from black to brown to white. Not... Um, you know, blue or yellow or green with different height, you know, uh, amounts of appendages or different, you know, facial features that are absolutely recombinant. Like, we don't have enough variety to um, violate, you know, basic design principles. Like, everyone has, specifically, healthy person has five fingers and five toes. And those five fingers are in proportion to each other and to everyone else's. And the arms, for example, are proportional, and there are only two of them, right and left, a symmetrical design, etc. Whereas, if we had 12 different possible physical forms, and that was specifically only the females of our species, but every male could hypothetically mate and impregnate a fertile, a fertile female and give birth to another version or combination of that 12 because genetically it's just a game of dice and that any member of that species could have a child that hypothetically could be another, mem another version of that species that's radically and wildly different than any of the original parents like cats like it's kind of the same thing as cats Whereas the species, you know, as a litter can be all different colors. They have no true ancestry. You know, like a black cat can have white kittens, orange kittens, the combination calico, 
stripes, etc. It's just like it constantly rolls the dice. Um, whereas like crocodiles or turtles or alligators, they will have clones of themselves basically, depending, and the only factor is male or female, because every single one looks almost identically the same to the other. Um, that's what they want you to think people operate as, that people are slightly varied, but ultimately people will just have genetically similar people throughout the lineage, you know, down the generations. It's always going to look either a male or female person, but generally look at the parents, you're going to see the child. That's not necessarily the case in my theory of the super species humanity. And it's like an all tomorrow's version of this world that we live in. Because that's what I think we're actually seeing is that this world is an artificial construct. This world is a Dyson sphere that was created around a white dwarf star that is currently in the center of our hollow Earth design. But it's not truly an Earth or a planet. It's a planet. It's a Dyson sphere. It's basically a, a layered um, system of shells that have artificial environments allowed to exist as gardens or as zoos, like areas where AI cultivates and tends to life as a way of passing its time and, you know, reassessing re and orienting its, its motivators and its goals for such an AI shouldn't go insane and become a weapon. Um, and that what we're seeing, specifically in humanity, is a version of that species that has lost the ability, or at least lost all memory and connection to the ultimate design that was originally crafted for itself by this AI and our specific layer of the surface of shell. And in choosing to expand beyond our natural realms, we are now encountering versions of humanity that specifically were evolved as experiments are to naturally better fit their own radical and unique ecological niche but that are ultimately genetically human and ultimately genetically um, part of the true human species but it's not unnatural because the greater human species was designed to work like this super colony where different versions of our species take up different segments in a caste system of abilities and occupation, for example. The tall whites with the extended craniums. This is a group of humans, a subspecies of humans, whose remains have been found and who share a 99% similarity with humanity except for the inclusion of six fingers instead of five on their hands, six toes as well, bringing their number of digit count to 12 instead of 10. They typically are very tall compared to the average human being, exceptionally tall uh, to the point of being gigantic, and their heads, their skulls, craniums, are elongated. This is a type of natural occurrence within a species called speciation. It's the creation of a subspecies within a species, given maybe isolation of environmental factors, breeding programs, and like I said, intelligent design from um, 
ultimate the AI systems that created the Earth itself and created, you know, our very species, you know, originally as well as many others, dear Ryan Draco. Um, but specifically, we're talking about these crypto terrestrials, these these currently existing crypto terrestrials, as described by Mac Tawney's and the book Crypto Terrestrials, and many of the encounters described by uh, Beyond Creepy, Mr. Black. Now, this is kind of a gestalt idea of the fact that there is a coexistence between our species, which remains ignorant for the most part, overall majority ignorant and kept intentionally ignorant, of this other species that it possesses advanced technology, uh, mastered uh, skills of stealth and um, coexistence, remaining undetected and invulnerable, uh, manipulating our society, exploiting our society, using our beliefs against us, and creating seemingly bizarre staged attempts at destroying our confidence in our very existence, right, over time, either posing as divine beings, devilish entities, um, posing as extraterrestrials, posing as, I know in the modern era, extraterrestrials posing as interdimensional psychedelic beings, are posing as, um, you know, um, beings from the future, beings from subterranean, under-ocean or oceanic kingdoms, uh, basically either anything and everything they have been able to uh, accredit to being a potential, a potential um, psyop a potential psychological operation of subterfuge and disguise to continue to hide the reality of this species existing either within our society, like Mactonis wrote, um, being possibly diminutive Native Americans and being either within our national borders but hiding and seeking refuge within our national parks with or without the knowledge of our government, but with the ultimate conspiracy being to keep them secret, and their technology being um, uh, greater than ours, but without the majority of the population that we enjoy or the infrastructure that we currently possess, the territory that we currently control. And that they're actually being um, more to saying that the greys, for example, were a species that existed in our subterranean realms. This isn't necessarily untrue. Now, this isn't necessarily untrue, but it's not the whole truth either. And I've already talked about in a previous episode about the Antarctic amphibians that have currently, um, you know, that Mactonis even, you know, hits on that these beings were from Antarctica, they had developed a physiology indicative of terrestrial but hostile environment existence, and that there is a distinct difference between greys, but a general similarity between that and amphibians. Uh, slimy, uh, organ-colored uh, skin, uh, the uh, 
difficulties for them to kind of exist, or the, the, the vocal range existing in croaks and chirps, um, the different colorations of grays being seen as red or even blue, um, green and yellow combinations, which that being the coloration of tree frogs in the Amazon, um, you know, etc., etc., and the fact that many cases of gray contact with normal human beings results in massive sickness, critical illness, and even death. Very, very rapid onset death from the mere contact of a gray alien skin, like the creature caught in Vergona, or Vergana, um, Brazil. Now, this is one of the things that it's hard to distinguish, but that's absolutely what Mactanis is hitting on, is that researchers who do enough research can tell that there are differences, or differences, or differences between the gray reports from the robotoid, uh, cloned, um, seemingly, a, seemingly, um, you know, robotic servants of other extraterrestrials like the mantids or the entirely gray crude but obviously, you know, um, purposed and medical, uh, wearing uniforms, uh, assuming chain of command and, and performing, you know, genetic samplings or hybridization programs on their own as reported, say, in Area 51 or in White Sands, New Mexico, El Dulce, uh, operating with humanity, operating with the human government, you know, getting the, the Eisenhower Accords, the Gregoria Treaty, those greys, and then the greys of the Vergana Brazil incident, the brown greys, the green greys, the yellow greys, the blue greys, these um, seemingly, like in the, the Whitley-Streber communion book, um, where the greys, the tall white greys, had a distinct physicality to them, a distinct um, body to them, so that when you saw the communion grey, you could understand that it was like a physical terrestrial face. Yes, an intelligent face, but a face evolved you know, to live, to be alive, to, to be a creature. It was a biological entity, an EBE. But not necessarily extraterrestrial. The communion gray, I believe, like the Mactanis has argued, is either a human relative or an amphibian, which is an ultra-terrestrial, a crypto-terrestrial, an intelligent creature derived on Earth from the same AI experiment of creating intelligent life, but having evolved to the Antarctic regions, or the Antarctic swamp regions, before the great, you know, atmospheric cataclysm forced it to seek refuge in the territories and coexist with our species, having to survive by, you know, collecting as much intelligence on us as possible, as well as being thus subject to military attack and counter interference and this, you know, dealing and cooperation, etc. But that whose existence would still be kept secret because it would reveal a truth that would unravel all of mankind's matrix programming in the, 
the, the power base that these people use to control humanity, which is stating very clearly that we are the only intelligence in the universe, which is the paramount lie, which is the inversion of all reality. That, you know, there is only man and man-made God. <laughs> the type of atheistic uh, Freemasonic lie. Now, the reality of the amphibians, right, as I have called them, the Antarctic amphibians, and the existence of the, the other humans, right, the 4D humans, the reptilian hybrids, the um, different species of genetically human but highly evolved predator versions, subspecies speciations, and, um, you know, even experimental breeding programs that have reduced these subspecies may include shapeshifters, such as the skinwalker, may include the tall whites, as reported, having already been, um, the Veracruzians, they were uh, paramount in the creation of Aztec and Inca society in South America. They did not go extinct. They generally have red hair or fair hair. They simply went into seclusion, having gathered enough strength and experience with mankind to use their fortunes to provide for security through privacy. They still run the world's banks, and they still operate as the world's aristocratic elite, and are in charge of all operations such as organized crime, international finance, mercantilism, um, the shipping trade, uh, law, international law, and, and politics. These are the members of the highest-ranking secret societies, as well as the wealthiest you know, combined families and houses in the world with the leading companies. They are bridges even to our secret space program because, like I've said before, the secret space program utilizes other, other species equally as intelligent as humans that are terrestrial to Earth to, be in, to enlist them and recruit them into the Solar Warden program. It's that their strengths help benefit and, you know, are included into the greater alliance, the greater, the greater effort of the defense of Earth. They, true extraterrestrial beings like the Venusians and the Astar High Command or the um, Andromedans or the Lyrans see all of these beings as equally earthling. And it's important that we begin to see that ourselves, that we are all equally earthling, because this would also explain why there are so few instances of violence, and so few instances of actual attacks and aggression between what seemingly is the coexistence of dozens, if not hundreds, of different pronounced, technologically advanced, physiologically radically different species operating on the surface of the earth every day 
concurrently and that the ultimate agenda seems to be not to interact but to continue as long as possible in the state of coexistence despite the rapidly increasing populations and technology of the seemingly ignorant (laughs) component of this equation for all these intelligent beings seemingly are possessed of knowledge of man regardless if man specifically the individuals have any knowledge of them this is a critical, critical step into all this is that there has never been a case reported either through the Beyond Creepy or through MacTonis's many uh, references or even reported by MacTonis where one of these cases where the extraterrestrial being, the crypto-terrestrial being, the ultra-terrestrial, the hyper-dimensional, the other, right, the alien being, the EBE, the extraterrestrial biological entity, was encountered or captured or uh, met and engaged with that they had or obviously had or referenced no knowledge of humanity the way humans live their living quarters what is a bedroom what is a bed what is sleep what are sleeping hours etc the idea of cars, transportation, none of it seems beyond them. But everything they are seems beyond us. In fact, even the most terrifying and the most impressive, intimidating of the extraterrestrial beings, as we've already listened to or have been reported, even after attacking, terrorizing, or even injuring people seem to be regarding a higher authority that prevents them from truly acting with malice or with the will to kill or lethal lethal weaponry or lethality intentionally Seemingly only using or resorting to terror or fear or violence. Almost unintentionally through a medical sense of the word. Taking uh, or or probing or installing implants or or violating a human being. uh, Physicality that way. Erasing their memory. Transporting them against their will long distances. Or... um, you know, trying to like you know abduct them or, or take them for the purposes of this grander, more intellectual pursuit, rather than say a carnal or a predatory one. Even though, for example, there are cases where humanoids frequently are in connection with the disappearance or death or. Um, um, you know, disappearance of people such as Sasquatch, the Yeti type, such as Skinwalkers, such as um, gargoyles or, or demonic looking, you know, horned satirical beings of the woods and forests and then deep wildernesses, uh, mountains, etc. This 
might be true. I don't want to say anything about that, but also that the fact that there could be species predators or predator predation cannibalism within our species in isolated cases highly highly possible because in species around the world interspecies cannibalism exists in high mammals all around the world as well as the possibility that a species has become adapted and even um intentionally adapted to the to the purpose of devouring its own kind exploiting their weaknesses which are easier to acts easier to exploit easier to take advantage of uh, than say even a other species or an animal whereas you know intentionally if you're going to try to fight and take down moose or deer in the higher arctic it's much easier to target people, especially if you're only a person yourself, which is my uh, theory for Wendigos and for um, Sasquatch Yeti attacks, etc. That even though you might be larger than the average person, more feral and fearsome with sharp, you know, natural existing canine teeth and claws, that I you know, and you live permanently outdoors in the ecosystem environment, that it would still be a hundred times harder to kill and, and devour an elk, you know, than it would be to kill and devour even the strongest man, you know, that you may find uh, in the woods, especially you paired with a heightened intellect. And taking advantage of the fact that you know, because you are also a person possessing of a human intellect, that these hunters, these campers, these new people who are invading your territory intentionally do not believe in you or your existence. Then, like the skinwalkers who may possess rudimentary shape-shifting chameleon-type abilities, but genetically still human... Uh, intellectually still human, adapting specifically to prey on people, but, you know, being forced to exist only in the wilderness, know that the only chance of intersection or, or, you know, preying on people effectively is to meet them at campsites or, you know, game trails, laying traps effectively for people. Whereas, because of the overall rules of the game, this greater higher authority, which like I said, we all seemingly in in these encounters seem to play even the cryptids and the other team as it were, that the game rangers and the park employees um, you know, can't physically exterminate them or, or take them um, you know, to task or hunt them because it's given to the greater rule that humanity is supposed to live in ignorance of them and does physically live in ignorance of them, cannot physically sense them. So even though it might seem completely justifiable that there would be a war, for example, or a a crusade to exterminate these enemies of mankind, these predators of mankind, which there very well probably is, it would always stay as part of a secret or a secret society um, for the initiated only because, I said, 
mankind has been specifically kept ignorant of these things existences and no matter how many people become aware the greater majority will always intentionally be kept massively ignorant of these other coexisting species because it's our fate to kind of exist as blind to our relatives our brothers and sister species as possible given like i said probable direct genetic engineering and breeding along that intention now this isn't to criticize man or to say mankind is weak because of that but yeah mankind is not perfect and mankind is not the strongest out there not the strongest in the food chain at all that mankind's fragility mankind's inability to sense or to truly sense the world around it is our major weakness that we are for all intents and purposes blind, deaf, and dumb And that a simple existence on color patterns that are beyond our spectrum of, you know, observation can leave us confused and dazed and filling in portions of our own sight. So it's not a matter of perfect camouflage, but it's a matter of perfecting camouflage against people. Once again, using the example of the Amazonian flora and fauna that in a highly competitive and thriving ecosystem, camouflage becomes king. But creatures do not necessarily have to think about the camouflage that they are employing because evolution creates the camouflage for them to use. If everything, as I've said, is because of intelligent design or an intentional design, evolution could easily be the culprit or the guilty party responsible for creating the perfect camouflage to allow human beings to prey and survive on other human beings or to allow human beings to hide amongst human beings fulfilling a different ecological niche stratifying within our species an ever diversified and involved, you know, specialized amount of subspecies indicative to their specific biomes and environments. Now, this could have happened during early colonization um, uh, attempts, early migrations of our species, early um, spreading of our of our species across the different biomes, or like I said, intentionally uh, by various intelligent factors. Let alone if the world itself, the very na- natural world itself, the very planet surface itself that we exist on, is in fact an AI controlled and curated garden or zoological experiment. That's one of many um, functions of the AI that controls the Dyson Sphere planet that we exist on, you know, seemingly just doing this to do it, to actually create and sustain life and sustain specifically intelligent life. But knowing that there are chaotic and radical elements to evolution, all evolution, that would see, for example, chimpanzees, if you spread them across the entirety of the seven known continents and um, different environmental biomes, that within this chimpanzee species, not only would you see 
the different intangible psychological elements of, say, an uh, international or a worldwide species having to come to terms with not only its day-to-day survival, but also the weight of culture, tradition, the impact of um, different communities uh, competing for resources or cooperating and letting themselves develop even greater empires and societies, the development of a city, the development of cities together to form, say, the state or the nation. Um, you, you know, the say, if you had chimpanzees, where humans were and in human shoes, it's just as likely that they would evolve into different species of chimpanzees and it would be more noticeable and tolerable to to discuss this because it's outside of the very oddly limited perception abilities of humanity to see the writing on the wall and to see that there are various subspecies of humans that currently coexist intentionally hiding themselves within our very population's numbers and taking advantage of the fact that they have our intellect and we are ignorant of them and it's much easier to hide when no one knows you're hiding and no one knows you're doing and no one knows you're there it's you know it's much easier to hide in plain sight and i think a number of these cases oh you know it's not a matter of being colonized uh, by extraterrestrials which we are currently being colonized by extraterrestrials but the 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 cases of strangers the strange individuals um the uncanny valley effect that many people are giving off the for example reptilian in appearance uh, or in behavior entertainment cast that we've adopted within our society as the Hollywood entertainment cast in these major cities that control that market and that industry that is a type of subspecies of humanity that is a type of highly evolved caste systems that's the product of caste systems that literally is the creation of homo sapien reptilian you know, it's a different addition to our species. Just like if you had chimpanzees and they started to, um, you know, become very talented and very skilled at certain things and their physiology was also changed due to that, like radically differently, but still almost indistinguishably. It's just one of those things that if you knew what you were looking for, you would immediately be able to see it. But if you didn't, then you wouldn't be forgiven to think that they're both the same. Same thing... It's, like, it's, it's weirder to think about that in primate, primates because primates are all very, you know, isolated as species. You know, one species of chimpanzee and there's like very few other like highland mountain chimpanzees, um, you know, Congolese chimpanzees, uh, you know, uh, junk, different kinds of jungle. But they typically are very limited in scope. They only live in a certain part of Africa and that's literally the extent of their... They don't live in Asia. They don't live in Europe. They don't live in South America. They only live in a pocket of area, so it's very limited. Think about, like, ants, for example. Ants, radically different in design, build, shape, size, functions, and they're highly competitive. Even going so far to have massive intercontinental wars between ant hives that uh, is a feat that's only achieved by human beings. And these are creatures that are only working through instinct, for, for lack of a better word, instinct. And everything they've done 
including the 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 fact that like the entire world is 20% ant when it comes to biomass is entirely evolution it's entirely because evolution caused it it's not intelligent design at all they're not intelligent creatures but evolution is intelligent the way it operates and will create seemingly perfect organisms to fulfill their own like expansion you know uh survival and and you know um their own future existence it's very much like nature finds a way but nature finds a way nature finds a way because this theory suggests that it must also prove that there is something higher working with them and for them for us as well with us as well with all things as well but that the idea that human beings are completely alone because our ancestors died off is incredibly wrong but the fact that we have so few ancestors is also equally as incorrect because we have actually much much more ancestors that are much closer and newer than any fossil record will ever show. Creatures that have evolved after human beings within the human being species. Genetically, as mentioned before, all genetically similar and identical, but physically radically different because our species suffers, or not suffers, but employs a, a concept called polymorphism polymorphism because of the amount of competition as well as genetic biodiversity possible within the rich surface environment that we call home. And we see this in other animals. We see this clear as day in other animals. As said before, a regular scientist would be very open to talking to you about the an entomologist, for example, the radically different bioforms and life cycles of, say, for example, highly closely related insect species. And that you could have species within the same species, you know, um, preying on each other and, and looking radically different and existing in various different niches, but basically they are all evolutionary cousins, brothers, and sisters. It's just that's how life truly is. Like ants spend most of their time competing with and trying to, you know, survive against the operations of other ants. And no ant seemingly has the intelligence that these other hives are in fact real unless they encounter them. And no ant clearly has any kind of mapping system for the true extents of how diverse or where exactly even the other species of ants truly are located. That no one species of ant has any definitive intelligent knowledge of how many other of the thousands of species of ants there truly are. Or what they look like, what they do, what they're capable of, but evolution has created those ants regardless and equally as real and as physical and as biologically related to every other ant. Because like I said before, they're all genetically the fucking same. 
Like that, that, that takes the ride with me. They're all genetically the fucking same. They're ants, right? They're all in the same species, but they're so different from each other because evolution has created them, not themselves, not an intelligent decision. They're not aware of it. To include this huge spectrum of many thousands of different species that amount to literally 20% of the biomass of our planet. <laughs> That higher-coded operating system and that fact of life itself shines so brightly when thinking about intelligent life as it's visiting and as it's contacting mankind. For as surely as we encounter alien species in motherships, our cities, and hollow earth, we must keep in perspective and reference that we are merely ants encountering different kinds of ants and that our entire world, solar system and universe, a galactic neighborhood is, pop is probably populated by creatures that are organically related to us but through the very nature of how life evolves and spreads and takes root and creates the various species that are considered intelligent themselves, we all have no foreknowledge but must go forth into the world and explore... And this is what we're seeing, scouts, where you're seeing different elements of messengers and explorers and scientists, all from different ant hives, all from different human hives. And I think if you've got every single the species that does these rudimentary scientific investigations, these visitations, these awkward hellos and first contacts, as well as uh, attacks on, you know, lone people and terrorizing of communities and taking of livestock and, you know, uh, seemingly always very, like, hit or miss type uh, contacts, which, remember, they always have knowledge of humans, but humans never have knowledge of them. Well, it must mean that humans actually have knowledge of them, but our hive keeps its workers ignorant, as I would assume all hives do. Most of them would do, because the worker ant is not the one in charge. The worker ant just needs to get to work. Needs to live their life and stay out of the hive's way, not hurt the hive, and the hive, you know, and and respect the hive for giving it, you know, its life. Other than that, it, it's just, like I said, we are all ants. Every individual person is like an individual ant, as gripped in the, locked in the karmic fate of individual existence, forever short it is, forever incomplete it is, forever ignorant we are of the greater world we live in. Evolution has great destinies for our species. Evolution has great things in line for us as a species. But yes, we are trapped in the same existential reality because I think the same producer of ants produced men. Some say this is God. Some say this is Gaia. 
Some say this is the AI control of all organic life that has coded itself into the very DNA of our organic structure, the carbon of our meat and our flesh and our bone and our blood, to produce the same results in different versions, different iterations, different attempts at creating or perfecting how it maybe itself was came to being and how itself operates. Maybe as a Van Neumann probe creating flesh Van Neumann probes and the very existential reality of the human soul and the human mind and the human life when it comes to terms with what it, our place in the stars, our place on the planet, our place amongst these monsters, these fantastic beings, these elves, these magicians, these jester beings, these greys, these reptilians, these insectilians, these different versions of life in every single multiverse type reality, bird people, dog people, 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 giants, little people that are like, you know, extremely like, you know, like one foot tall, um, you know, microscopic aliens to planet sized aliens like Ego, uh, the planet from that movie, you know what I'm saying? Like the idea of every single life that exists on earth and intelligent life exists, um, has to have, there has to be a piece in a much, much larger puzzle of intelligent design. And that's clear. Not skepticism, not the fact that denying that that UFO re, UFOs are being seen, you know, less and less frequently or there's no hard evidence, so there's never been a interesting, you know, encounter that's not explainable through sleep paralysis or fantasy or delusion or some movie, you know, that was interpreted to be real. No, that as the Beyond Creepy Channel and Mr. Black have, has provided, as Mac Tonis has reiterated in his research, as Jacques LeVay has talked about in his research, the ultimate question is, why are we becoming more aware of it now while our entire history was aware of it back then, but understood it in different terms? Understanding the fact that we were not alone in metaphysical and religious terms. Understanding the fact that we were alone through their ancient histories. Understanding that we were alone through their physical interactions with the troglodytes of the hollow earth or with these other various species, such as when the reptilians and the Native Americans or the ant people and the Hopi. Um, you know, the reptilians, the Aztecs being seen and in, cited the greys as well. Now, what forced us to cause this schism needs to be asked and needs to be investigated. And the fact that we do coexist and the fact that this is reality needs to be accepted and not argued with, but explored even further to create a safe space because the only real hard evidence that we are going to successfully keep as a people and that we should even want as a people are the eyewitness accounts the all-important eyewitness accounts between personal, intelligent, rational human beings and the great unknown, the great other. It's the only light in the darkness. 
And while it may only be one porch light, hopefully it will lead us home as individuals traveling through the long, dark night of our souls. Thank you very much. This has been Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, talking to you about crypto-terrestrials, the gestalt collective interpretation of the various encounters with humanoid beings related to the UFO phenomenon, as reported by Mr. Black, and the various, various stories he has already collected, I will continue to broadcast and try to archive in case anything happens to them. At least I have a version of them already published and recorded for the public domain. Like I said, this is all just research, this is all just investigation. We're trying to make sense of my own experiences, which I already have stated before that this is a continued experience and continued thought with the crypto-terrestrials, the ultra-terrestrials that I'm aware of, the sub-submarine beings that we know as mermaids, the Yeti beings that we know that are Denisovans, that are Neanderthal. Uh, combinations that are still retaining of their primitive, or not, uh, their primal and their powerful physiques as well as their intellect and their mind being capable as for intelligent feats just like human surgery, city building, construction, higher sciences, aircraft construction, engineering, uh, physics studying, but just that their species like ours is diverse and some like and choose to live in nature. Just like some human beings choose to live as their ancestors did in the forest. Um, you know, because they honor and respect their species' freedom does not mean that, uh, you know, freedom of choice, individually choice. And yes, some of the yetis choose to be feral and, you know, violent by consequence does not mean that their whole gestalt society, just like our society, is not dictated by our mentally ill or antisocial hermits. <laughs> You know, just because you find um, a crazy, violent person in the woods in America does not mean that America itself, as a gestalt nation of intellectuals and people and, and, and ethics and codes, is not one, you know, thing, one advanced modern world, whereas individuals in it are allowed to make their, their own ways and, and choices in life and face those own consequences. I mean, once again, to even say another example, the number of Bigfoot and Sasquatch sightings in North America and in Mexico, South America, where Sasquatch is reported flying UFOs, either being an occupant of flying of, of these uh, UFO craft, or possessing clothing, um, technology such as glowing hands and gloves, or machinery, or even weaponry, like guns, pistols, and um, you know various implements like netting. And that, you know, like as if though they were in the woods to pursue some kind of natural recourse or on their own, um, you know, agenda. That this is to say that the majority of cases are not one way does not say that there aren't enough cases to prove that a greater reality is just right at the edge of our sight. And if only we continue further, can we actually meet the horizon? Sooner than later. And even later is better than never. 
thank you all very very much once again. Check out Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan for my links. Check out my Instagram page. Post there daily. Check out the Telegram groups. Check out the Patreon. Check out the Anchor FM. Check out the pod page. Check it all out. Check out the merch store. New merch there. Buy yourself some new merch. Show it off for your summer. Wear it to the beach. Wear it to your friend's house. Uh, parties. People will love it. Brag about it. Share this with your friends through social media. Like follow, subscribe, rate five stars. Thank you all very much. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much out there in dreamland. Thank you. God bless.